Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa and with me today is Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Today we are talking about the woman at the well. Yeah, John, John chapter 4. Um, we're going to look at this, and again, we're, we're kind of working our way through a lot of the, the kind of more common or, or well-known um, stories uh, of Jesus and his yeah. life, right? So like we've, the gospel. Yeah, yes. we're, working, we're working through them, not necessarily in chronological order, not necessarily any one book at the time, just kind of whatever the ones, ones I like, feel like working through first. <laughs> oh, sounds so, good to me. Yeah. Um, so today it's that, you know, if you, if you look at John chapter 4, verses 13 and 14, it says, Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will, come, will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Hmm. And it's that, you know, it's early in the Gospels. It's only John chapter 4. Right. Um, so we've, but we're starting to get Jesus starting to say, like, there's an eternal nature to what I'm doing. Mm. There's a life-giving nature. Right. Like, he's beginning to show them and teach teach the disciples and the people who are gathered around that what he's come to do is different. Right. right? Yeah. He's um, bringing, yeah, he's come to do a new thing. Yeah. So, um <clears throat> Well, we get, before we get too far, okay. uh, why don't we read mm. uh, John chapter 4, the first nine verses. Sure. Do you want me to do that? Yes, please. All right. Now, when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee, and he had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar. Mm-hmm near the field that Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there, so Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews had no dealings with the Samaritans. Mm-hmm. So we got a whole bunch of things going on already, mm-hmm. like in the in the, well, in yes, the f- yes. framing it up, right? And we all know, like going to Samaria was like going to the wrong side of the wrong side of the tracks, bad part of town, that right. kind of thing, right? Like, uh, <coughs> um, is it my correct? They are Jewish too, in part. Yes, but this is where um, you know they talk about um, the mountains. Right, they yeah. they have their own mountain that they will get to this in this passage. They have right. their own mountain that is the holy mountain that yes, they yes, believe yes. God is on, and and there's another mountain, and so it's a branch, right? It's a okay branch off, okay. And uh, while they are connected, right? Because yep. clearly Jacob's well is there. This is part of the mm. holy land. Mm-hmm. It's the undesirable. Got you. As far as the Jews are concerned. Right, okay, okay. the Samaritans not were the cool were not ones. the not. cool ones, and then you get Jesus coming through. It says the sixth hour, mm-hmm. which, if I remember right, is about lunchtime. Isn't that also when he died? Yeah, uh, about the middle of the day, right? Okay. Kind of. So we're hot, sun's up, wrong time of the day to be getting water. Wrong time of the day to be walking in the yeah. In the um, heat too. So the disciples are in. They're getting. They're getting ready to 
do a meal. This lady comes out because she's not really got a great story to her life. We're going to find out. Right. So it's good so time for her to go to the well. She's trying to avoid everybody. Because <laughs> no one's And there. then lo and behold, there's Jesus sitting at the well. Just waiting. And he crosses a whole bunch of social boundaries. Right. right. Forget the fact that she was a woman and he yeah. was a man. Well, it's Un- well, Jew to Samaria. To Samaria, yeah. Man to woman. Right. Uh, she's crossing a boundary in the middle of the days when you don't, you wouldn't go get water mm. then. You'd mm. get it in the cool of the morning. Um, like, there's, there's a so whole many. bunch of things that kind of frame up like she was trying to hide. Okay. He wasn't trying to hide. Right. Middle of the day, you know, right out in the middle of the town where the well is, everybody would gather around, build their buildings close to it because you don't want to haul water forever. So he's right in the middle of everything. And it's just one of those moments where suddenly, you know, these worlds collide. And, okay. uh, when you start to think about it, um, there's this moment where uh, we can kind of relate this a little bit to the way we're supposed to interact with the world around us, hmm. right? Even as Christians, like as believers. Yeah, as believers, right? We, should, we shouldn't be afraid to walk into the middle. Right. Um, and then share with them who we really are. And Jesus is going to get to that with this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need to be ready to actually share the gospel as we go out. And this is what Jesus is doing. He's proclaiming the gospel for the mm-hmm. first time with mm-hmm. his life, mm-hmm. but he's walking into a place that would be discounted, right? right. This is why you get the story of the, the Samaritan, mm-hmm. the good Samaritan, right? Mm-hmm. Like the That's guy right. who should never care about somebody is actually to care about. And you start to get the idea like this is, Jesus is doing something more than just for the Jews. There's the, there's the other people are in there. This is one of those first looks at that as well. Um, so we get to kind of see this, the start of this kind of shocking thing. And John writes it in a way he takes nine verses okay. to set up the fact that yes. this conversation shouldn't be happening. Right. 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 Socially, it shouldn't be happening. Right. And so then we end up at verses 10 through 15. You want to read those ones? Sure. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here and draw water. And you, and you see Jesus takes a simple conversation mm-hmm. and he turns it to forgiveness. Right. right. He turns it to eternal life. Yeah. And he challenges this woman, the Samaritan, like, what are you going to do with this? Right. Like, if you had to just ask me for a drink, I would yeah. I would yeah. have solved it. And meanwhile, your... she's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You have nothing. And he's like, I'm going to give you a water where you will never thirst again. It's going to solve this for you forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is this is the idea that as we walk into the middle of the town square and we position ourselves to interact with the world around us, it only works if we come with the message that that is the gospel. Yeah. Right? There's forgiveness. There's redemption. There's reconciliation all found in Jesus and it's eternal. Mm-hmm. Like it, it solves problems that we have on a daily basis 
our needs day by day by day by day, Jesus will solve all of those for us mm. if we just ask him. Ask him, yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's, again, it's one of those things where, you know, what do we do with those everyday kind of moments? Yeah. Those everyday conversations, those situations we end up in, do we steer them to Jesus or mm. not? Right. I've right? been thinking about that lately a lot. Like, I'm a Christian, so um, Jesus is on my thoughts. I pray to him daily, constantly, when I'm out and about, everywhere I go, but do I talk about him? That's just something he's been yeah. impressing upon me. Do I talk about him? Yeah, well, I mean... To people I know, to people I don't know. To other believers, yes. And, and for but. those that, if you if you haven't been listening, right, so Teresa <laughs> is married to a pastor <laughs> and works at a Christian school. <laughs> yeah, so it's but, challenging sometimes to find uh, people who don't... So, yeah. Aren't in that inside, world, but... Inside the church bubble. Yeah, um, that's right. I'm a pastor inside the church bubble. So yeah. we actually have to be intentional to get into conversations with people outside yes, that's of right. faith. And and that can actually be really difficult. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty common thing for pastors to kind of look at and go, how do I do this? Um, now we have to look at it and go, once you do get outside of that bubble, like, does your faith matter? Yeah, right. Like, do you, do, like is it, yeah. is it, is your faith big enough in you hmm. that you look at the world and say, you need to know where I get my water? Yeah. Because my water leaves me not thirsty. Yeah. Right? You can have it too. Yeah. Yeah. So the story doesn't stop. Though. No, no. It just keeps unfolding. <laughs> so now let's look at verses, John chapter 4, verse 16 to 26. Okay. Jesus said to her, go, call your <coughs> husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews, but the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, he who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who you speak, I who speak to you, am He. Could you imagine? Yeah. Literally, he could be like saying, "I know the Messiah is coming, and He's going to tell us everything." And He just looks at her and says, "Yeah, no, that's me. I'm here. Yeah. Newsflash. I'm here with it's you, me. talking to you right well, now." Well, and that's that's what that's what we we forget by the mm-hmm. time we get to the end of the Gospels. Yeah. And the trials are happening on 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 the Passover weekend, and He's being tortured. Jesus is being right. tortured. They're like, "Who are you?" Well, he's been telling us yeah, the whole time. The whole time. It's just nobody wants to listen. Now, but remember, it's just him and a woman. The disciples are gone. Right, right. Now, John clearly gets a pretty good understanding of what's going on here. So maybe this is Jesus tells the story later. Maybe this is the woman tells the story later. Hmm. I don't know how or whether John was there. Yeah, um, we Because he was still hanging out too. with Jesus because he was the one that Jesus loved. So maybe he was the one that got to hang back. Yeah. All of those kinds of things. But you start to realize, you know, there's a conversation going on. And Jesus asks a question. What's the first question that he asks? So in verse 16. 
just look at it here. Jesus said to her, oh, go call your husband. Go call your husband. What'd she do? Well, I, I don't, have, I don't have one. But that's all no, she says. I don't on. have one. Not Hold on. I've had you, many. <laughs> you've got five. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Which, if you really want to unpack that, that, that statement, um, <laughs> Jesus is saying she has five husbands, which means... Right, that you can you can take that into the whole world of, of marriage and divorce and all of right. those kinds of things and and the idea like you know you are married you are still married to too many men in your <laughs> life right you're just married to too many men there's Wait, a like, there's a problem there but they're talking and and Jesus is talking and she's trying to change the subject like she's not yeah. giving him full answers she's and he just keeps Half going <laughs> and and instead of getting frustrated he just kind of goes and it's like okay yeah no you're right let's drop the truth on her yeah like you're right you don't have a husband yeah but you have had a few right right and and it's not good <laughs> and, and the one you're with now is not even your husband is not even your husband and and sometimes when we're working through sharing the gospel right this is a this is a, a, a picture of how Jesus actually shared the gospel with somebody who was from outside his world right um he went to a spot where he would find somebody in a situation where they were, you know, open to having a conversation because it was an awkward spot. Mm-hmm. And then he connected with them yep. and he shared hard truth. Yes. Uh, he didn't right? shy away from sharing Didn't, hard didn't truth. shy away. So what did he tell this woman? You have screwed up marriage and you're Multiple an adulteress. Yes. Right? Like, but he did it in such a way that she wasn't feeling... Well, yeah, that, and that's the that's the point is that he he did it in a way that allowed her to still have the desire to talk mm-hmm. with him, right? right? So there's there's a difference there in the way. So it comes back to that verse, uh, chapter fourteen, verse uh, John fourteen, verse six, right? He is the way, the truth, mm. and the life. Mm-hmm. No one comes to the Father except through him. She says, "Look, there's somebody coming. I know yeah. there's somebody coming. Yeah. That's me." Yeah. <laughs> But he also says, look, you're, you're fixated on this mountain. Right. And you don't understand because it's the other mountain. Yeah. It's the salvation is coming through the Jews. By the way, I'm a Jew. By the way. I'm the one yeah. that came with that. Newsflash. Right? And he's giving that. her all of this truth, which is hard to take. Yes. And what we do in evangelism a lot of times is we soften it. We yeah, soften and we soften and we soften. Try to make it not offensive. And then all anyway. of a sudden, it, the gospel it's message the gospel. has no bite into their life. Yeah. Because we haven't confronted their sin. Yeah. Not that we've confronted, but we haven't pointed out how the gospel confronts their sin. Mm -hmm. And And the need for repentance. And the need for repentance. And that's something that we need to come back to as we look at sharing our faith and and interacting with people in a way that points them to Jesus. Right? Because he is the one. And he says, it is me. Yeah. Okay, let's look at, uh, it just keeps going. Yep. Uh, Verse 27 to 38 in John chapter 4. Just then, his disciples came back. They marveled that he was talking with a woman, but no one said, What do you seek? Or why are you talking with her? So the woman left her water jar and went away into the town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the town and were coming to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, my food is to do, with, is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. What verse am I going to? 
38. Okay, sorry. Do you not say there are yet four months? Then comes the harvest. Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. Already the one who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life, so that sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labor. Yeah. Now that verse, that one verse, what does it say here? Um, okay, we're at the harvest. Um, you say there's four more months? Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. That was on a plaque in my room all growing up because mm-hmm. that has something to do with my name meaning. Yeah. Uh, Teresa Harvester, right? Yeah, you're, but, the, you're the harvester. Yeah. Not John Deere, the Teresa Harvester. The Teresa, the biblical meaning. Like, the biblical Yeah, meaning. yeah. No, and that's exactly it, right? Like when, uh, depending on the crop you have, when... Grain mm. gets ripe. I don't really know anything about actual bow, farming. It but bows over. Like it, the stalk it's ripe, actually. Ready. And then it, the light shines on it different. So the field actually turns, changes color. Um, but again, the disciples come back and now we've got, you know, another layer. The lady has left. The disciples have come back. Yep. Uh, or the, sorry, the disciples come back and then the lady leaves. And then she leaves But to there's come back. here's all of a sudden this cultural uncomfortableness for all of these Jewish dudes. Right. They're Jewish like, dudes. Uh, Jesus is with a woman who's from Samaria. This is not good. What is happening? Right? Yeah, something is not, something is not good. Um, so you get this reality, like, <laughs> Jesus is breaking the cultural norms yes. for the Samaritan. Right. Uh, he's also breaking them for the Jew. Well, and he's putting his disciples in the position, too, of where they're having... To experience a little bit of discomfort yeah. because he's talking to everybody. Yeah. And immediately the question becomes, so why do we, why are we so afraid to do the same? Hmm. Right? There's so many places that we, as as Christians, will look around and say, I shouldn't be there. Right. Now, sometimes there's legitimate reasons for some of that might be individuals to not be there, right? Like, right. you know, you don't, you know, if you've got, you know, uh, an an alcoholism problem. Mm-hmm. Going to a bar to talk to not your friends is probably not the best yeah. choice for you as an individual. But for Christians in general, where should we be found? Where people need a gospel. The messy Where places. people need to see who Jesus is. We need to be in these places. And this is an example of how Jesus looked at it and said, hey, here are a whole bunch of things that society would say I shouldn't be doing, hmm. but I'm going to do them because not one of them is sin. You know, I'm just at a well talking to a lady. Right. No sin. Right. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden... Although the disciples thought it was weird. Yeah. They marveled that he was talking with a woman. <laughs> yeah. They're like, whoa, no what's said, going on what here? Are you doing? And, and all of a sudden, you you kind of go, okay, what are we supposed to do? Um, the disciple woman, or the Samaritan woman, leaves. Yeah. And what's the first thing she does? She starts telling everybody, hey, there's this dude at the well. Yeah. Well, that, she's clearly excited. That told me everything. Him. And could he be the Christ? Well, hold on. A few verses ago, he told you he was the Christ. Yeah, yeah. But it's okay, but seriously, if somebody came up to you and said that, would you believe? Like, honestly, I'm so thankful that I wasn't in Jesus' time. What if I didn't believe it was him? Yeah. What if I was like one of the Pharisees? Yeah, or but one of the... he just told her everything about her without having knowing her. I know, but... Right? Like, Still. he did kind of frame it up. Like, you, you do have a reason to believe me here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you the truth about yourself that I don't know. Yeah. 
Well, see, nowadays that wouldn't work because you'd be like, well, what are you on social media? Do you yeah, have, like, there's so many different exactly. ways. Exactly. But yes. Exactly. Yes, but yes. The, the woman is moved by the conversation, so she goes and tells others. Mm-hmm. And she's like, enthusiastic about it, right? Like, she's, mm-hmm. she's like, I have met somebody that is different. <laughs> and she wants everybody to drop what they're doing and come meet them. Yeah. And oftentimes, if we will just go mm. to our hurting people around yeah. us, that's exactly what they will do. Yeah. Is they will turn around and they will say to other people, I met this dude <laughs> that matters. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. Yeah, the, life. The, the life is changing. And, and uh, the reality is, as God will expand our evangelistic efforts, our ministry, mm-hmm. our, our gospel witness um, to other people when we share two people. Yes. Like, there gets well, to be a spot where when you just stand up and, and, and share the gospel, yeah. that people will come to you because you do that very thing. Yeah. And so you get to have your eyes open, like Jesus is saying to the disciples, there's actually a harvest around mm-hmm. here. Um, you know, we live in a, in a pretty small center. Yes. Yeah, it's not a city. It's not a town. It's yes. a village, right? It's not. Yeah, no, it's, it's tiny. Not, well, not, it's close to towns, but yes, yeah, our it's actual. Not, it's not real big. Like our whole... You know, if you were to take it's like a little hamlet, <laughs> the the whole d- driving area, and we're on kind of half an hour drive outside of uh, a bigger a bigger town, small city. But even a bigger town. Um, but if you just take our area, there's a few thousand people. Right. And so you go. How often do we get sidetracked in the church, fighting over the few Christians that we do know? Yeah. Rather than worrying about the hundreds. That and hundreds. Yet. And hundreds of people who don't know the gospel. Right. Right. Yeah. It's way, way harder work um, to share the gospel. <laughs> With but people it's who not, don't know. Yeah. But it's not actually way harder work to bring unchurched people into the church. It's way harder to bring church people in because they all want the programs. They want all the things. Well, you have to have create this massive machine of infrastructure to run. Right. What do the unchurched want? They just want to hear about Jesus. Yeah, they just want to learn. Right? So you can you can do this. Like, we can actually share the gospel and reach your community mm-hmm. with actually less structure in the church. Right? You know right. what I mean? And okay, that's, what Jesus, that's what Jesus right. is saying. Is saying, right. look, the harvest is there. We just yeah. need somebody to go out into the field and do it. Mm-hmm. And it's terrifying. Yes. But rewarding. Yes. Right, it's, you got to go out and do that hard work. Well, and I think of, you just got to get past the the yeah. fear and step out into it. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, last little section. To the John, end of it, John chapter four, verses thirty-nine to forty-two. Many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. And after the two days, he departed for Galilee, for Jesus himself had testified that a prophet has no honor in his own town, hometown. So when he came to Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him, having seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the feast, for they too had gone to the feast. Mm-hmm. The thing that I find interesting is that they all believed this woman who was, yeah. for all intents and purposes, um, maybe not a prostitute, but definitely whore-like in their eyes. Like, I know that sounds terrible, but, you know, like, uh, for what they would have called her. I'm not. Yeah. 
um, somebody yeah, depending on depending on the size of the village, she may have married into every single family in the village. Right, but so like this is somebody who would not husbands. have been respected, somebody who would not no. have been well liked or well thought of, somebody who was kind of ostracized, and yeah. yet she came in and they listened to her. I find yeah. that amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, clearly there was something about her that could convince people. Like she did get married multiple times. So, you, you know, you look at it and go, okay, so this woman with her excitement, um, Jesus stops and talks to this woman at a well. Right. Explains to her how to have eternal life. Mm-hmm. Never thirst again. Mm-hmm. Reveals to her that he's the Christ. Yeah. She goes back into the village. Now they've got a place to stay for two days and a whole bunch of people are understanding who Jesus is. Yeah. Kind of exciting. Is, this is exactly how it works mm-hmm. in the in the in our evangelistic efforts. This is why those first steps are so hard. Because the the forces in the spiritual world and in the physical world around us that don't want to see the gospel go forth. Right. It's easiest to stop it before it ever starts. Right. Right? Yeah. So squished it down. Right. We will we will shut it down and we have to be uh Willing to fight through those first hard conversations, those changes of topics, those right, yes. trying to escape the situation without being pushy. I think without so. being pushy. Well, and, I mean, the Holy Spirit will guide you. Yeah, and um, then uh, what we need to do is understand that you know it's these lonely and hurting people when they find hope will tell the other lonely and hurting people. Yes, because she would have been not accepted. Yeah. Um, at the very basic level and of then the it, town. And then it starts to sweep and move, yeah. and, and it takes the whole group, mm-hmm. brings the whole group of lonely, hurting people mm-hmm. into Well, and maybe that whole town community. is full of that. I mean, most towns are. Actually, most of us are hurting. Well, you get lonely. to the end, right, and it talks about the Galileans who had been to the festival and the feast and saw what Jesus did, and they believe mm-hmm. to, for all of those Galileans to get to the festival, they bypass Samaria. Right. The short road is straight through Samaria. But a good Jew yes. went around. Right, that's right. So Jesus at the well by himself. Hmm. So no most of them, most of them went around. <laughs> yeah. And and bookend on this thing on this story is Jesus left Jerusalem, went into Samaria, revealed who he was, and then came back home to people who were worshiping him because they saw what he, what did. he did. Yeah. So they were enamored by the miracles, the the things that he did in yeah. Jerusalem. Not who he was. Right, right. The Samaritans came to him because of who he was, said he was. I see, yeah. Right. He didn't yeah. do any miracles. He just told them the truth. He just told them the truth. He straight up just said, hey, this is me. Yeah. And that was all that they needed. That was enough for them. Uh, there's a kind of interesting little quote that I came across. Lighthouses don't fire guns or ring bells to call attention to their light. Mm. They just shine. They just shine. And, and so often that's been that the encouragement good. to people is... Just tell people about Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He he will he will take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. Point people to read scripture, right? Like those little mini Bibles where they only have the Book of John. Just hand that to people and challenge. Say, hey, I'd love to talk to you about Jesus, but can you read this first? Right. So that you you know who I'm talking about. We're ready to talk about it, right? And, and uh, we want to actually do that. And then as we do those things, we have opportunities to be able to share the gospel, just like Jesus did. With this woman mm-hmm. at the well, you be able, you're able to step in and, uh, you know, reach people in the spot where they're at, minister to where they are, who they are, and point them to Jesus who over and over and over says, mm. I'm the one you need to know. Right. 
right? Yeah. For eternity, for comfort, for... For everything. For never being hungry, never being mm. thirsty, always being uh, fed, filled, you know, yeah. forgiven, redeemed, any all way you of, want yeah. to describe it. <laughs> yeah. All of those things. Um, but it rests on us actually sticking our necks out and having these conversations, um, which is kind of the exciting part of, of this story. It is, it is very exciting. Just... Because we are the woman. It was just literally a pit stop on the way. Yeah. Think about how many times you've been traveling somewhere and you stop at a gas station and you make eye contact with a random stranger. Mm. Uh, Jesus just transformed a village right. in that moment. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. what he did. Yeah. It's, it's pretty incredible. It is incredible. Well, guys, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like, or a comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day, and I hope you can join us next time. Till next time.